Hello, I just came back from a study I was part of, something about tracking the eye, I had to read English and Arabic, I enjoyed reading both, I miss reading Arabic though, it's much more challenging, but what surprised me is that I still can read very well, I barely read Arabic, most of the time it's short stories in the news and really that's about it, which brings me to today's topic on how the young are losing their native language. You know why I first noticed it? I noticed it when I, I finished praying in a mosque and there was a poster of things to read after a prayer and every time I finished the, the, the writing was in Arabic so every time I finished the writings I was thinking in English I was reflecting, I forgot what I was saying but I was reflecting in English so I noticed the switch I'm like why am I thinking in English and reading in Arabic and so I was testing myself like is it because I can't think in Arabic or something? so I went for a whole minute and to think in Arabic like can I do it can I think in Arabic for a whole minute and I couldn't do it I had to switch every few seconds to English because there's words I know in English but not in Arabic and it turns out when I went back home and done my research that it's a very common thing it's called language attrition test it yourself check are you also part of it can you reflect on an event movie idea in your native language for a whole minute if not then this episode is for you this will probably be the shortest episode ever i don't know what to include so i made it like i think it's like eight minutes or seven so yeah enjoy it so we are losing our native language Everyone is talking English. Don't you notice it yourself? Don't you type in English? Don't you talk to everyone in English? Like, you barely talk Arabic, maybe with your parents and very close relatives. And that's about it. And that's because English is becoming the dominant language. In education, in technology, in business. Many young people feel pressure to learn English to succeed in in these areas. And I believe most of us thought the same thing like man Arabic is not important I wish I was fluent in English and here we are we are fluent in English and we want to talk more Arabic or at least not forget it if I talk mostly in English to my kids which I probably will and a little bit of Arabic they also will talk less Arabic even lesser than me if that's a word my grandchildren will even talk less Arabic maybe not talk Arabic at all and so we lose the language which is concerning the main factor that makes us give less importance to Arabic or the native language is actually not because of the main language in education technology and so on it's because who we talk to and what language we spend talking with if I use Arabic to talk to friends family co-workers it would never have been a problem as these are the times that you spend most with so whatever language you use you will be attached to but I talk with almost all my friends in English even the native ones because we both feel comfortable talking in English we don't have to think of the words we just say it like to me at least I have to pause for a second or two in the middle of an Arabic conversation and look for the word that best describes what I want to say in Arabic but then I don't know I just say it in English because I don't know the, the Arabic word but in English I never have to switch to Arabic 
When I talk to my parents, I talk to them in Arabic. I have to switch every few seconds because I don't remember the word I want to say in Arabic. But back then, I remember well, mom always encouraged to learn English. Whatever it takes, I had to become fluent in English. But here we are, but now we are wishing to talk more Arabic. So why is this really a problem? Well, on the tip of it, I don't want to sound dramatic, but it feels like I'm home. When someone talks in Arabic, in the Lebanese language specifically, it makes me feel joy for some reason. It makes me recall memories in Lebanon surrounded by family and relatives. When I read the history of Arabic, I was proud of how far the Arabic language lived. It made it through the math, through the science, and when maybe my grandchildren lose the Arabic language completely, they will never get to feel that sense of being home or being proud of their identity that they lost. However, we can change that before it happens. And it's already happening. In school, all of us had to take Arabic classes. It's mandatory to, in UAE to have Arabic classes, regardless of your nationality or your first language. So you don't have to be worried after all. Only if one of my descendants or grandchildren decided to travel, they would definitely forget the whole language. But all in all, I believe if you're living in an Arabic country, you should be good. You can't lose a language of a country that's based on that language. Say the UAE, Arabic. You can't lose Arabic when you're in an Arabic country. So yeah, nothing to worry about, only if your grandchildren are traveling. Okay, that's all for today's episode. That felt too short. As I said, it's gonna be a short episode. Today we're gonna switch between the 15 seconds, five questions activity to interesting to know activity simply mentioning interesting stuff that you might not know about so almost 90% of corn is genetically modified I remember making a whole essay about this topic and it was very interesting I found that there's actual engineers for food sounds like a dream but what they do is that they alter the genetic material of food so it could have things we desire so what they did with corn is that they took the dna of corn and then add the dna of another organism another plant maybe that has traits like being resistant to diseases and pests and once they combine them we will have what is called transgenic organism you could read more about it but something interesting that more people should know number two Modern computer industry was made possible by World War II. Interesting. In World War II, Germans used to send messages to each other using a cipher machine. When America found out, they invested in tech that could decrypt these messages so they could spy on German plans. The project was called Code Breakers, where they used one of the first electronic computers to decode messages. In the decoded messages, they found out about German military movement, supply lines, and strategic plans. And by the way, I swear if school taught us more about such things, I would love history. In my school, history was so boring. I'm sure most of us also hate history of school. I say do your own research. History is very interesting. Number three and last one. Bird poop was gold in the growth of farming. Yes, bird poop, you heard that right. If you don't know bird poop, which they named guana to be professional, serves as a natural fertilizer and takes part in controlling pests. 
it had very high levels of nitrogen and if you don't know nitrogen is an essential nutrient to plant growth and because other forms of nitrogen rich material was very expensive guana became popular as it was cheap and highly demanded you would mostly find it in islands as birds feel comfortable eating and pooping there and what's interesting is countries have competed for islands not for the land but for the large quantities of guana that was there my question is who found out that bird poop is good for plants like who thought choosing poop as a fertilizer was a good decision and as i read farmers actually noticed how plants grew quicker in areas where poop was available all right that's all for today's episode join us next time we will discuss engineering dark side the price we pay for progress to stay up to date with the topics follow us on instagram on in or out.podcast thank you and have a good rest of the day Thank <laughs> you.